Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 21st of November, the 325th day of 2022. And with only 40 days left for this year, we're closing in fast on 2023. Today in 164 BC, during the Maccabean Revolt, Judas Maccabeus recaptured Jerusalem and rededicated the Second Temple, initiating a commemoration eventually known as the Jewish Festival of Hanukkah. Today in 1834, the HMS Beagle anchored at the Bay of San Carlos in Chile. Today in 1917, Russian playwright Maxim Gorky called Marxist revolutionary Vladimir Lenin a blind fanatic and unthinking adventurer. Today in 1920, the silent film The Last of the Mohicans, adapted from James Fenimore Cooper's novel, was released. Today in 1931, the film Frankenstein, adapted from Mary Shelley's 1818 novel, was released. Today in 1976, the film Rocky, starring Sylvester Stallone, premiered in New York City, and in 1977, won an Oscar for Best Picture. And this past week in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, discussion began at the United Nations Climate Change Conference, also called COP27, but soon stumbled and appeared to break down, rich and poor nations continuing to disagree on an array of issues, including compensation for the diverse and sundry harm caused by a warming world. In our honors classes at UMaine for a couple of weeks, students have been delivering various presentations on the seminal work Charles Darwin, once upon a time a passenger on the HMS Beagle, mentioned above, published 163 years ago come Thursday, namely on the origin of species. Many folks want to attribute the phrase survival of the fittest to Darwin, which he came around to using in his fifth edition, ten years after the first, but he actually borrowed the term from English sociologist and philosopher Herbert Spencer, who had first coined the term in his work, Principles, published five years before in 1864. Worth noting is, Spencer admits to coming up with the term only after having read Darwin's initial work. Of penultimate importance, however, is that by chapter 3 of On the Origin of Species, Darwin is making some key remarks about the nature of struggle, or put another way, of struggle in nature, a necessary component for the evolution of life. Competition is integral to such a concept, and many of us have difficulty not thinking of competition as good or bad. Heavenward in the southeastern sky about an hour before sunrise this morning, Spica, a pair of blue giant stars, the brightest stars in the constellation Virgo, will be keeping our old waning moon company. Worth noting is that Spica's two stars are so close and orbiting so quickly around each other that their mutual gravity distorts each of them into an egg shape. Wednesday will have a new moon and the beginning of the next lunar cycle. And yesterday was American astronomer Edwin Hubble's birthday back in 1889. Speaking of peaking, the New York Times observes this past week that the number of daily reported coronavirus cases and subsequent hospitalizations in the United States 
is, quote, roughly flat, close quote, with currently about 40,000 cases announced nationwide every day. Anecdotally, at the University of Maine in Orono, my girlfriend, who is teaching three classes this semester, has now had more than 25 students test positive for COVID, which translates into a 35% infection rate. My own classes have had an uptick in positive cases this past week, with more than half of one class absent this past Thursday. Overall, COVID-wise, the University of Maine administration has been in laissez-faire mode for the fall 2022 semester, with masks optional and testing difficult to arrange. This is troubling when we read in the New York Times and other credible sources that the daily average of corona deaths nationally remains above 325, meaning at least 2,282 people are currently dying per week in the U.S. from COVID. The United States to date has had 99 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020, BA4 and BA5 Omicron variants being responsible for, for almost all recent cases. Therefore, we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's 638 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. 3 million of the world's 638 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places, ranging from 45 million cumulative cases in India, 38 million cases in France, 37 million cases in Germany, 35 million in Brazil, 27 million in South Korea, and 25 million cases in the UK since the beginning of the pandemic more than two and a half years ago. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.7 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.2 million. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 12.9 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember that only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and half of those vaccinated have been boosted. Today in Washington, D.C. in 1945, Laura and Edward Rutledge welcomed their new daughter, Goldie, into the world. Edward was a descendant of a signer of the Declaration of Independence and ran a watch repair shop during the day. At night, he performed as a professional musician. Edward indulged his children and was said to have had a wicked sense of humor, once writing an excuse note to Goldie's school, claiming that because she had appointments that day with her parole officer and her psychiatrist, she had to miss class. Goldie began studying tap dance at age three, eventually working her way through American University by teaching dance. She majored in drama, but her first show business roles were as a can-can dancer at the 1964 New York World's Fair, as a go-go dancer in a cage in a New Jersey bar, and as a showgirl in Las Vegas. When she arrived in Hollywood, she was immediately signed for The Andy Griffith Show, which led to a flop series called Good Morning, World! Goldie's big break, however, came in 1968, playing an updated version of Gracie Allen in the television show Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, leading to a series of profitable films. Goldie Hawn's mother observed to her daughter's ditzy image, she had to be pretty smart to be that dumb. Today is also the birthday in 1694 of French writer Voltaire. In 1785, of American surgeon and father of gastric physiology, William Beaumont. 
1787 of Canadian British shipping magnate and founder of the steamship line that bore his name, Samuel Cunard. In 1834 of American businesswoman and financier known as the Witch of Wall Street, Hetty Green. In 1860, of American gunfighter and outlaw Tom Horn. In 1937, of American actress Marlo Thomas. In 1942, of Warner Brothers cartoon character Tweety Pie, who debuted in the Looney Tunes series episode, A Tale of Two Kitties. In 1950, of American guitarist Sammy Hagar and American singer-songwriter Livingston Taylor. In 1952, of American actress Deborah Shelton. In 1963, of British actress Nicolette Sheridan. And in 1965, of Icelandic singer Bjork. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 10th week of autumn and a happy Thanksgiving.